Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 976. Well, you're only as good as your next performance, period, end of the story. Don't, don't rest on yesterday's uh, or even two seconds ago, your laurels by any means. You, uh, you are judged and you should judge yourself by your, your future endeavor performances. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bill Goldberg. Hey, Bill, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Bill Goldberg is a professional athlete, former NFL player, former pro wrestler, TV host, and most importantly, an inspiring automotive enthusiast. You've seen him on the World Championship Wrestling, WCW, and World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, and he earned a 173-0 undefeated streak in singles competition. Wow. Bill's the first undefeated world champion in the history of professional wrestling. He's been in many movies and appeared on a number of television shows. He's a self-described automotive fanatic, and Bill loves cars, has a collection of his own, and loves hosting automobiles-driven content, including Bull Run and Garage Mahal. You'll find him at the Classic Auto Show on March 4th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. So, Bill, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Before I get into the questions here, could you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, but most importantly, that passion you have for automobiles? Oh, my career. You know, the only thing I ever wanted to do as a child was grow up and play in the National Football League, which uh, I I, I guess wasn't too lofty of uh, of a goal for myself, but... Um, everything and anything that, uh, Bill Goldberg did back in the day was pertaining to preparing for that career. And, um, I was lucky enough after I went to the university of Georgia to attain, you know, a little bit of success in the NFL that I was there for four years. And I suppose that, uh, it's about four times the, the normal, uh, career duration these days. But, uh, at the end of the day, I was able to accomplish a goal. Um, and I, I was uh, ecstatic to be a, a member of the NFL. Um, segue to professional wrestling, which is something I never aspired to do my entire life, um, but uh, at the point where I wasn't making uh, the millions of dollars that I aspired to in the NFL, and I was making the league minimum, and my accountant asked me to get off my get off my butt and uh, go do something, I, I figured applying my professional football skills towards wrestling might be the way to go. And, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. And wrestling provided me the, uh, the avenue of trying to, quote-unquote, be a superhero for kids, which I never was able to attain in the NFL because of one reason or another. Sure. Um, uh, mainly because you walk around uh, on the football field with a helmet and, a, and, and fully padded up, and people don't really recognize you walking down the street unless you're one of the top you know five percent of the guys uh you compare that with wearing your underwear in front of millions of people on national <laughs> television and you, you you get to be more recognized yeah, maybe so, so. so yeah <laughs> you know it was uh it, it provided something which to me was the most valuable tool you could ever have and it was uh the attention of the younger generation 
and hopefully uh, uh, a role in leading them towards a proper path. Yeah. And that it provided me that. And uh, along with that, um, some of the uh, limited success that I was able to attain, it provided me with the opportunity to fill my garage with the cars that I never was able to attain as a kid that I loved. And um, my, my passion, you know, started with the 68 GTX convertible and the uh, uh, 69 uh, Chevelle convertible 396 automatic uh, 375 horse. And it, it hasn't stopped ever since. And, uh, I've just been lucky enough, uh, in my, uh, in my trials and tribulations to be able to attain some of the vehicles that, uh, made me happy as a kid. No doubt. <laughs> well, it's an amazing story. And talk about pivots in your career to go from the NFL to wrestling. And then you've done some movies and you've been involved with cars and you're going to be at the classic car show coming up here. I think it's really cool. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars, yeah? So, Bill, take the wheel. Well, you're only as good as your next performance. Oh, Period. yes. End of the story. Don't, don't rest on, on yesterday's uh, or even two seconds ago, your laurels by any means. You, uh, you are judged. And you should judge yourself by your, your future endeavor performances. Ah, it's a great way to go through life. And especially in the, the career path you've had, you're right. It's so easy to be a star one day and then really nobody the next day. And, I, you know, for people that are in that kind of field of work like you are, can you give us a little bit of an idea how you take that mantra and keep moving it forward? Because it seems like a immense amount of pressure that's always on your back. Well, yeah, there's no question that there's an immense amount of pressure on your back, but there's no pressure uh, that could be any greater than the pressure that I put on myself, mm. which makes my back about break from day to day. But at the end of the day, whether it's doing an interview, whether it's working out, whether it's, um, you know, uh, filming a new television show or whether it's wrestling in the ring in front of millions of people in your underwear, as I said, you know, you try to. <laughs> Be the best at what you do. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason to do anything unless you're trying to be the best at it. Absolutely. It's a waste of time. You're like a hamster on a, on a wheel. So, yep. Ah, um, great advice. It's, it's a lot, of, it's a lot of pressure. But then again, you know, on the positive side of it, it pushes you to heights that you never thought you could, you could attain. Absolutely. Well, I'd love for you to share a story with us that instigated your personal passion for cars. Now I know about your 68 Plymouth GTX convertible. That's a pretty, rare and new unique car but i always ask my guests for the first car that really instigated that passion is it that car or is there something else that told you that you were indeed a car guy oh my golly it was (laughs) a number of vehicles uh from the xjs that my dad would take me to school in as you know in high school or the the uh, XKE convertible V12 that my brother had, British Racing Green, you know, when I would uh, travel down to Miami during spring breaks. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I guess the most interesting story and the one that I guess uh, is concrete in my head as far as the, the one that probably turned me into that fanatic that I am is that uh, as a child, my teeth were 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 uh, crooked, and so I was a recipient of braces. And mm-hmm. every time I would go to my orthodontist's office, 
it was an excruciating experience for me, except for the fact that when I would sit in his chair and look out the window and look at his 67 uh, Shelby GT500, I, I would I would get, you know, the biggest smile on my face, and uh, <laughs> I would forget about everything that happened in that dentist chair or the dentist chair. Wow. But um, I'd say that was that was it right there. That or taking a a test drive, and you know, right when I got my license for my new car and a Ram Air Ford Trans Am. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, there were so many stories back in the day that really turned me into that guy. But I think the orthodontist chair was the one that, uh, <laughs> that really did it. You know, I wish my orthodontist had a cool car because all I remember is going in there and have, coming out with a mouth that hurt like the Dickens. After they tightened all exactly. those dang wires down, so I don't um, even remember the pain. Like I said, the only thing I remember about the experience is the GT500. Ah, uh, how nice, how nice. Well, I went to the wrong dentist. That was obvious to me. Now, well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Now, you have a life that has been fraught with all sorts of changes in your career, ups and downs. And I always like to ask my guests to share a big challenge or even a big failure they face along the way, because these things teach us. In- Incredible lessons. So take us to one of yours and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your career. Well, as I said, I was lucky enough to become a member of the NFL, but I wasn't lucky enough to stay around in the NFL. I wasn't lucky enough to not have a career ending injury that made me hang up my cleats mm-hmm. involuntarily. Yeah. And when my wrestling or when my football experience was over, I had no ambition, no drive, no desire to to do anything period end of story, because whether it was the emotional trauma trauma of having my dream taken away from me or the, 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 uh, um, the emotional or the, 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 I guess it was a feeling of helplessness in that I really didn't have a direction after that. I had no backup plan. Mm-hmm. And then I, I looked inside myself and I figured, you know, I've been working on certain skills for a matter of, uh, you know, I guess it was 25, 27 years at that time. And, uh, you know, since birth and why not try to apply them to something and, and reinvent myself and pursue it, give 110% and try to be the best at it. And, um, as I said, it was it was something that I appreciated and viewed as a kid, but not, nothing I ever aspired to be was one of those one of, uh, or you know a professional wrestler. And, yeah, and I, I I delved into a career that I had no clue about whatsoever, and I I like to think that I succeeded in some you know, some level. No doubt, no doubt. Well, it's a wonderful takeaway for me and for listeners out there that when something happens to you that changes your life, alters your life in some way that you didn't plan, is to pivot in some way. And I think you said something really important to me. You'd been training your whole life to be an NFL player, but there were skill sets in that training that allowed you to do something different that you would have never seen before. So is that your biggest takeaway from that experience? Well, that and the fact that, you know, if if a dream is crushed, if an obstacle can't be attained, can't be overcome, and um, then it doesn't mean uh, it's time to turn out the lights. It's just time to take a different direction and kick it into gear as, as you know heavily as you did in your prior endeavor. Right. Um, it, it doesn't mean you're a failure by any means. It just means that it's it's adversity, and everyone every day is faced with adversity on different differing levels and uh in all comparison mine was minuscule 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears and talk about a career aha moment. And I think we've touched on one here. The fact that you went, you mean I could take my NFL skills and become a pro wrestler? I mean, there's a big aha in my in my mind. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about how that transition happened. Oh, as I said, you know, the biggest the biggest determining factor for that happening is my accountant calling me and told me telling me that I didn't have much money left in my account. <laughs> yes. And it really it, I, I truly, I mean, I was procrastinating as much as humanly possible because I had no desire to to pursue it initially. Uh, you know, to me it was something that was embarrassing compared to what I had done in the past. Right. And I looked at it in a in a through through blinders and I I didn't give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And um, once I did, and once I understood what the undertaking entailed, you know, I didn't, I didn't give up, and I just, I, I took it on as a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did an awful good job. My goodness, I, I mean, I greatly appreciate. Oh, wow. It. I mean, talk <laughs> about transitioning and pivoting, and then jumping into something with all feet forward. As you say, wrestling in your underwear, which is hilarious way to think about it. But uh, mm-hmm. wow, that's pretty cool. Well, I would assume you've had many very proud moments in your career over your lifetime. But is there one that really stands out for you? You, you talked about inspiring kids, which is so noble and something that everybody can do in some way. But is there a proudest moment you could share with us? I, I hate to rank moments like that. I mean, I'll just touch on, you know, the one that happened this last weekend, which was, you know, definitely uh, at the top. Uh, I took my family back to my hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma for the first time. They'd never been there. And I was awarded, uh, you know, a, a spot in the Tulsa Public Schools Hall of Fame. Wow. And at the same, and at the same time, I was able to use that, that, uh, uh, the appearance of me showing up at the ceremony and accepting the award in, and I turned it into a fundraiser the following night for my high school that I attended when I was, you know, when I was going to school in Tulsa. Uh-huh. Um, I, I had communicated throughout the year with the football coach and they needed some money for equipment. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, uh, I was proud to go back and receive the honor, but at the same time, I was equally as proud to be able to represent and, and help out, you know, the people who, truly made, you know, Goldberg. Uh, they were the ones that instilled the, the basic values that, you know, I think many human beings uh, are deleted of these days. Yeah. And for that, I'm extremely proud of more so than anything in the world. Well, as you should be. And by the way, Bill, you and I share something. I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, too. Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I was very young when my parents left and moved to California, so I kind of feel like I... Spent my whole life in California because I did from about the age of one. But uh, yeah, yeah, pretty darn cool. So That's uh, classic. <laughs> well, it, show, it, it just shows that uh, you never know. You never know who you're going to meet, and you never know what connection you're going to have with that person. I know it's I'm crazy. Honored and privileged to know that I am also from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you were born. Hey, there you go, Bill. I feel pretty special now. Well, let's talk about something really special to you. You shared that '68 Plymouth GTX convertible as probably your first special car. And I asked all my guests this question about what was their first really special car and maybe share a memory about that vehicle. Oh, you know, each of them were special, to be honest with you. Um, 
first car I ever owned was a 76 Trans Am. It was special in that, you know, that was when I really didn't know much about cars and it wasn't the, the choice ideal car to have of that year, of uh-huh. that model. Um, my gosh. Well, that's why we say the first one. So think back to the first car that you got that really had meaning. Sometimes it's somebody's first car. Sometimes it's a car they saved and saved and saved for. Well, you know, it's this, it's the GTX convertible yeah. because it was within the first, you know, three cars that I purchased. And it's one that I still have in my garage and I'm about 25 feet away from it right now. Cool. Um, it's a car that, uh, uh, I wanted a, I wanted a big block. I wanted a convertible and I wanted a Mopar and I wanted a four speed mm-hmm. and it, it felt fit all the bill and, and it was, uh, it was in Texas. I can't remember where in Texas, but I also bought the 69 Chevelle convertible at the same time from the gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just absolutely love the GTX. Uh, I have a hard top, you know, it's exactly like it. Um, and, uh, it's just, it brings back so many memories and it's, it's just a, just a fun, it's a perfect car to have out here in California. Well, yeah, I'm a little jealous. We talked about that in our pre-show chat. I'm up here where it rains all the time this time of year, but I wish I could send you guys a little moisture. I know you could use it down there, but, uh, now you said you still have that car. How many years have you had that Plymouth? Oh, I think I bought it in 94. Four. Wow. Uh, 90, 90, 93, something like that. Um, yeah. 30 plus yeah, years. Wow. That's amazing. Very cool. Well, how about seller's remorse? We all have a seller's remorse story. Is there a car you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back? I blew up Al Corda's 1970 Dodge Challenger national record holding drag car Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> on Bill Elliott's runway in Dawsonville, Georgia, and turned around and sold it for $25,000 after I threw a rod through the block. Ooh, ouch. Um, and it was, you know, looking back, I'd say there's no question. That, <laughs> That's the one. That, that was the stupidest decision uh, uh, that i made ever. Uh, but it was a fun ride. Yeah. I had a, had a good time. It sounds day. like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, I'd love for you to share what's going on in your life now. What has you really excited and fired up? And I'd also like you to talk a little bit about this event you're going to be at, the Classic Auto Show, which happens on March 4th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. This is a really cool show that's all about classic cars. So what are you doing this year that has you real excited? Oh, my God. You know, my my end of 2017 was filled with uh, a couple of appearances and in, in and, uh, job opportunities that I couldn't pass up, uh, whether it be uh, my fourth, uh, reoccurring role on the Goldbergs or whether it be on, on a two, a double appearance on my son's favorite show, The Flash or my bucket list appearance on the Grand Tour Ooh. in London yeah. uh, at the end of the year. Um, I really don't know how 2018 can be much better except for the <laughs> fact that I'll be leaving in six days for Atlanta shooting a, a new history show channel or show uh, uh, called knife or death uh, knife competition show. Wow. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, my God, I took delivery of my first Dodge demon two weeks ago. Oh. And I got my other one coming in about three weeks. And I, I, you know, just picked up my uh, car capsule 
to put my Dodge Demon and my lawman. You know what? It's a wonderful time in 2018 to be me right now. I'm just like a kid in a candy store. Oh my gosh. To be able to, to be able to attend uh, the classic auto show with the list of uh, dignitaries that are going to be there. I'm very much looking forward to it. I mean, usually it's, it's the cars and, and by no means am I, am I, not saying that I am not ecstatic about, you know, being there on the fourth and yeah. checking out the rides, but you know, just the, the characters, the car guys and girls, um, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity and to be able to do it so close to my home and to be able to have one of my cars there. That, that that's going to be wonderful. So oh my gosh. I, I am excited. I'm like a kid in the candy store and you know, we got Goodwood. I'm going to be driving Mike Skinner's backup truck again and uh, oh, the man. Goodwood festival of speed in July and, um, I, I just, I, I, let's see, I'm getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, WrestleMania this year. You know, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm very lucky and, uh, I got a wonderful family along the way to, uh, enjoy these experiences. And, uh, I'm just a kid in the candy store. Uh, as I no sit doubt. in my garage over all my cars. <laughs> no doubt, Bill. Life sounds pretty darn good. And, and I, I want to let our listeners know, if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area on March 4th, you've got to attend the Classic Auto Show because Bill will be there along with some pretty cool people in the car world. Many of them have been guests here on Cars, yeah. So check it out. You can find it on the website. You can go up and say hi to Bill, get a picture perhaps. It'll be really fun. Now, Bill, here's a very introspective question for you. This kind of gives me an interpersonal thought into your head about how you think about yourself. If you were a car... What kind of car would Bill be and why? I'm my 69 Hemi Charger. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm powerful, I'm in your face, and <laughs> uh, I'm B5 Blue, which matches my eyes. Ah, oh, uh, perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm basic. There's no frills attached. What you see is what you get. And uh, I'm sorry if you don't like how loud I am. <laughs> I guess I... I I, I, I suppose that, yeah, that's the car that I've got many cars that have that exemplify many traits of mine, but mm-hmm. I'd say as a whole, that's probably the biggest, except for the lawman, you know, my super boss, 429. Oh yeah. I'm very patriotic. It's yeah. loud and ostentatious and, you know, it's red, white, and blue. And I'd say, you know, that's, you know, I, they might be, that's the first time I've considered that car as, a, as an example of me, mm. but uh, it truly is actually. I think it's a great answer. I appreciate you thinking that through. Well, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. 
That's Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Bill, we are back, and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers, something I know you're very good at doing. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, best automotive advice I've ever received? Yeah. Uh, change your fluids. <laughs> yes. I'm having that done today, actually, on one of my cars. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, glad I'm taking your advice. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Um, I, I am very passionate about what I do. Uh, so I'm very thorough. I'm very anal. So uh, habits, I'm, uh, I go over my, these cars with a fine tooth comb, maybe obsessively. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, if it passes your litmus test, then it should pass everybody. I think so. Now, how about a resource? There are lots of awesome automotive resources for all of us these days, but is there one that you'd like to share with the Cars yeah audience? I really can't put my finger on one. Uh, Maybe a website you like or an app or a blog or someplace you keep, you know, like one of the things I say is bring a trailer. They send me that dang email every day. and I sit there and look at all the cars I wish I could buy, but... Uh, is there one you can think well, of? Well, I mean, it, it, it used to be Hemmings, ah, but that's yeah. when when I was uh, when I could pick a car out and just buy it. But that was prior to my marriage and prior to me having to uh, uh, explain my actions. But <laughs> you have to, to do that Hemmings, too. But oh, absolutely! <laughs> I can't go to auctions anymore. I, I can't even sell cars because <laughs> if I'm there to sell something, it gives me a reason to buy. Uh, I understand. I understand. Well, Hemmings is a fine uh, resource. We'll stick with that one. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Um, I'd say Richard Petty. Oh, yeah. You know, I cool. mean, I know Richard. I know Richard well, um, but I've never sat down and had a drink with him. Actually, you know what? I, as much as I love Richard, I'm going to say I'm going to change my answer. Okay. Uh, and it's a gentleman that I know. And but never got to know as much as I wanted to because he was an idol of mine, and it would be Dale Earnhardt Sr. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be special, man? I, I huh. mean, I, and I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and throw you a little story real quick yes. because it's very well worth your time. Yeah, I was the Grand Marshal at the uh, it was the Atlanta race way back in the day, the Cracker Barrel 500, I think it was. Uh-huh. 
and um, and Dale and I were up in the president's box. Wow. And um, there were some Make-A-Wish kids there, and I walked in, and he was in there on the floor with his gargoyles on one of these little kids, and I've never seen anybody wear those sunglasses. I've never seen him on the floor like that, and I've never seen a man with such um, success and stardom be so down to earth and so caring yeah. uh, for somebody else. So oh, I'd wow. have to say Dale. Yeah, Dale. Oh my gosh. What a great story. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Absolutely. It's called I'm Next, the story of America's most unlikely superhero by a guy named Bill Goldberg. Ah, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Is that book out? Yes, sir. It has been for uh, 10 years. There we go. Well, I will make sure I put a link on Bill's show sure. notes page on the Cars Yeah website to that book. Wonderful suggestion. And all the past book recommendations from all the past 974 guests here on Cars yeah. All right, Bill. We are up to the checkered flag. And this last question, well, it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to make you get rid of all your cars today, and you can only have one. One very cool collector car in your garage. But money's no object because I'm buying. What's it going to be and why? Um, I, I You know, I, I have to say there's two of them. Ooh. For, for different reasons. The the. Lawman Superboss that I have is the only automatic 429 left in existence. One of two made. It was campaign over in Vietnam when servicemen were looked upon much differently than they are now, unfortunately. Yes. Um, I, I love that car with my heart and soul, not because of the car that it is in that it's only a one of two automatics. I love it because of what it represents, what it, what it's been through. It was campaign over in Vietnam for, uh, I think two to three years mm-hmm. back in the early seventies. Um, the amount of people that saw that car got to experience it. And at the end of the day, um, it was their only connection to back in the States over there. Yeah. Um, for what that car means, it's easy that it's, it's my lawman super boss 429. Mm-hmm. If it was another car that I didn't have and that car wasn't in existence, it's a very simple answer. It's a 94 McLaren F1. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's a very different car than the lawman, but I understand the reason. But, yeah, the McLaren F1, oh, my gosh. I got, I was very fortunate. I got to go to the factory when they were building those and see oh, how they were being built. Yeah, and I was importing Facom tools at the time, and Facom was the tool that was sponsoring that automobile and that car is always stuck in my mind what is it about and it's kind of an obvious question but the mclaren f1 that really just grabs onto you uh well uh, it's 638 base horsepower it's uh, normally (laughs) aspirated it's no power steering no power brakes no traction control yeah the seats in the middle um, I, I'm fortunate enough to have, um, two brothers that are also car aficionados and one of them is a Ferrari collector. And one weekend I was driving over Independence Pass near Aspen, Colorado in his F40 Ooh. while my other brother, Steve was driving his F50 while my brother, Mike was driving his Enzo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to have that experience. And the next day I flew out 
to Northern California as I was hosting, um, uh, uh, what was it for history channel? Um, Automaniac. Oh yeah. And we did the super, we did the supercar edition and I got to drive the McLaren F1 the next day after oh. driving all those cars in, in, oh. in over Independence Pass. And it was a, it was an unbelievable experience. Now let, let me was. let me ask you. This is interesting because uh, the Goldbergs sound like they might have a little Italian blood in them, maybe with all, <laughs> all those Ferraris. I mean, you're talking about the creme de la creme of Ferraris back in the day. But what was your impression compared to those three Ferraris of the McLaren F1? It was the it was it was reminiscent of the F40, no question. Ah, there okay. was the technology and the fifty and the Enzo were far superior uh, to. Well, I don't want to say far superior, but they, they were present in those cars and not in the, in the F1. Mm-hmm. Um, the sexiness, the, the feel of the car, the sound of the car, it's, it's more reminiscent of the F40 by, by all means. Yes. Uh, compared to those other three or those other two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just not to, not to, Tell everybody that my brother is a modern Ferrari guy. He's also got a, a seventy Daytona convertible. So Ooh, nice, um, nice. He's he's old. He's as old school as they get when it comes to those. But he also likes to the drivability of the new ones. Of course. Um, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Well, what color would you like your McLaren to be? Uh, just like Leno's. I oh, excuse me. I did Leno's show too at the beginning of the year. So yes, that was an unbelievable experience. Uh, just like Leno's, a black one. Black. Yeah, he's got a nice garage, eh? <laughs> just a little bit. That he does. Oh yeah, my does. gosh! I've done his show a number of times. I've never seen his garage, and I uh, I took my grandmother's '62 T-Bird up there about three weeks ago, and he nice. got a wonderful tour. So it was, uh, a, it was a dream come true. Uh, you are living the life, my friend. Well, Bill, you have taken us on a great ride today. I knew you would. I knew this would be fun, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive and life journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Could you offer us maybe one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset? Either in that McLaren F1 or, of course, more importantly, the Lawman Superboss. Follow your heart and go full speed ahead. There you go. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with all the fantastic things that you're doing? Oh, my God. Uh, whether it's uh, BillGoldberg.com, whether it's Goldberg on Twitter, whether it's a Goldberg Garage on Twitter, whether it's Goldberg95 on Instagram, which is the best place to see my automotive stuff. Cool. And or Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. <laughs> you uh, are there's, everywhere. There's a plethora of places. Yeah, you, you know, these days you just you gotta. Got to post them for the people to see. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, I'll make sure you can find links to all these wonderful sites that Bill has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Bill Goldberg, and you can track what all the fun things are that he's up to. And again, if you're going to be in the Los Angeles area on March 4th, check out the Classic Auto Show. Bill will be there along with all sorts of very cool people. It's going to be a fantastic event. Bill, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Garzy audience. Until you and I talk again, I will see you down the road. Stay in the fast lane, my friend. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. 
But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah! <laughs>